4: This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Toble and Matt Eumanns on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: What up and welcome in to another edition of The Edge. A good edition at that. Every edition is a good edition. ER, Aaron Renning, professional handicapper, is going to be with us for not one, but two segments today as we discuss both the NBA and the NHL. No, National Football League with E.R., this weekend, I know he's got a lot of strong takes and, of course, a big card in the NBA, too. We'll get his thoughts on what happened there. We also have to do the numbers and, of course, best bets and the usual things that we do on the show. Before we get to do the numbers very quickly, Matt Humans. last night, uh, just to go over, because there were two games of interest that, or uh, the folk we were just talking about this off the air. First off, college hoops, Duke losing gas in the waning minutes of their loss to Ohio State and uh, the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. dropping one to the Phoenix Suns. The Suns have now won 17 straight games and continue to turn things out.
2: Well, I watched that game last night, and I thought the Warriors played well uh, for the most part. But when Stephen Curry shoots four for 21, you're not going to win many games. No. And Jordan Poole had a three pointer that was halfway down and spun out. Yep. And that was a key miss with, uh, what was that, about two minutes ago? Yeah, something like that. I think down eight points and uh, s- somewhere in that neighborhood. And that, Otto
5: Porter uh, Jr. was the only Warrior with multiple field goal makes in the fourth
2: quarter. Is that right? Yep. Jeez. <laughs> I wouldn't have bet on that. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> Who would have? It was a um, tough, uh, tough stretch. So that was, I think a, um, I almost say an outlier because uh, the Warriors they're eighteen and two now they're eighteen and three. Who cares? Yeah. Right. You know. So it's the end of November. It's one game. These teams are going to hook up a lot. They're probably going to meet in the postseason as well. When Clay Thompson comes back, Warriors are going to be that much better. And uh, I would say nothing to be concerned about. It's not too often Stephen Curry is going to shoot four for, for twenty one. Yep.
5: And they'll get better with Clay Thompson out there. Those fourth quarter droughts probably won't happen very frequently when Thompson's back out
2: there. Thompson, before he blew out his Achilles, one of my favorite players in the league, because hes you forget how good a two-way player he is. He's a shutdown one-on-one defender on the other end, too. Yep.
5: Uh, and the other one, of course, we watched Duke uh, gas out and lose to Ohio State. But poor spot for the Dukies. Looked like they were going to actually run away with it at halftime and ultimately fell short.
2: Well, that's one reason I didn't bet Duke yesterday, and I really wanted to. I thought about it. I said the talent gap between the teams is significant. Yeah. Uh, but the situation uh, clearly pointed to Ohio State because uh, Duke, oh, you know, opened the season in New York against Kentucky, comes out to Vegas, plays against Zaga. That game was such a highly emotional, uh, well-played game. It's, it's kind of hard to uh, – to bounce back from that and play at a high level again a few days later on the road again in Columbus. You know, it's, it's like back-to-back road games for the Blue Devils. And um, I, I think it's hard to expect a team to perform at that high level uh, back-to-back situations like that. Now, with about eight minutes to go last night, I was kicking myself. I said, well, I got this wrong. Yep. Duke came to play tonight because uh, I was a little bit worried about fatigue too. I thought maybe this team would run out of gas. And about eight minutes to go, Duke's in total control of the game. And I thought, uh, well, okay, well, my handicapping is a little bit off. Obviously, Duke's not fatigued. And then, boom, at about <laughs> the five-minute mark, Duke couldn't hit a shot, was tired, was not getting back on transition and defense, couldn't get a rebound. And uh, Coach K even said after the game, I, I think our guys were worn out. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's not an excuse. I think that's legitimately what happened. I think Duke got worn out. Ohio State hit some shots. What's interesting, too, in these games, if uh, you really watch them critically, the referees do a lot. To try to tighten up the score a little bit when things get when one team starts to pull away, especially if it's a big TV game like this. Yep. And last night when Duke had about a 13-point lead, you'll notice some calls when Ohio State's way kind of tighten the game up a little bit. And when, then when it got to eight, all of a sudden anything can happen, and um, anything did happen. And the Duke got outscored 12-0 to end the game. Again, this is not a knock against Duke because I think it's really tough to play back-to-back games like that away from home. And uh, that, that crowd was electric last night. The Ohio State players were jacked up. Uh, I don't, I'm not downgrading Duke at all off that performance last night. I think one thing that has always been so idiotic to me about the polls and the media polls is when a no, team loses, plummet. you got to drop a team in the polls because they lose. They'll plummet, yep. Huh?
5: Yeah, they'll plummet. we got like five or something like
2: that. Yeah. If Duke had pulled that game out last night, and Duke easily could have pulled the game out. Just got tired in the last few minutes. I'm not sure if the Blue Devils would have lost for the next two months. Right. Look at their schedule. Yep. They don't play again until December 14th against South Carolina State. And they got a bunch of cupcakes lined up for the next month and a half. Duke's going to be fine. It's a it's a top three team. You can shuffle the top three right now, whichever way you want. Duke. Duke. Purdue, Gonzaga, and then you got a group of five teams after that that are right there too, including yep. Kansas. So it doesn't really matter much. People overreact to a loss. Uh, this Duke team is still got a legit shot to win the national title, and um, you know if you miss the boat on fifteen to one, I think you can still find eight to one out there. It's not a bad bet. I don't. I still think Gonzaga is a phony favorite. Yep. And by the time they make it to the NCAA tournament, that number's gonna get shorter too. Yeah, no question. So eight to one's not a bad bet if you make it right now. I was checking some places last night. Maybe you can find better at eight to one, but that was the best I could find last night. Gonzaga was at plus three fifty and four to one. Come on. <laughs> if, if you're gonna tell me Zags are, you know, seven to two or four to one, how can you not take Duke at eight to one? Yeah. You know, I've got a ticket on my pocket at Purdue at thirty to one. I feel pretty good about that. I don't think the Zags are going to win the whole thing. I have not. I did not bet Duke. I bet Kansas, UCLA, and uh, Purdue. I think that might be it mm-hmm. as, uh, among the uh, top ten teams. I did not bet Duke. I wish I had. Not now, Texas. I thought you had a Texas. I got, I got two Texas tickets yeah. to at Twenty okay. to one and forty to one. But uh, yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. I didn't bet as many futures, and I don't have any serious long shots yet yeah. because I. I'm not, I don't think – I haven't seen a long shot yet that I'm crazy about that I think has a chance. Nothing like Dayton a couple of years right. ago.
5: Uh, by the way, that plus 350 price tag uh, to win the entire thing, that gives you an implied probability of 22% for Gonzaga. So that's a really high implied probability yeah, uh... for a field like this and a bunch of teams like that. So those are some numbers. Let's get to the National Football League and do a couple of more numbers for this week.
0: Do the numbers. Do you think analytics are overrated? I don't give a damn what the analytics say. Sick of hearing about numbers? An analytics oh, don't work it all. Too bad. Jonathan Von Tobel does the numbers on the edge.
1: Get those nerds! Nerds! nerds!
5: All right. Excited for this. ER's going to be with us, so we got a lot to get to today. We're yeah, do we do. Right. By
2: the way, I have a tease here, too, before we get to get the numbers. Okay. There's some breaking news that might be out there on a quarterback situation this week, and this is a bet you probably want to get in ASAP. And I'm putting the bet in on my app right now. We'll get into it after do the numbers. Well, wait a minute, but this is breaking news. You can't wait. I got to get the bet in first. Oh,
1: okay.
5: (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) well, this has to do with some quarterbacks, so let's talk about this. Uh, That would be the the Miami Dolphins, who are on a four game winning streak that covered all four games, and they are now four point favorites over the New York Giants. Mm hmm. Well, Let's talk about the Dolphins first before we get to the Giants side of things because I think this team's barely been getting by. Smoke and mirrors, as you can uh, use the cliche if you want. I use
2: that a lot. I use that with the Steelers. I use it with San Diego State. Yes.
5: And look at the last four games for a team that's on a four-game winning cover streak. Only 4.8 yards per play and 28 yards per drive. Now, Mm -hmm. the third down rate is actually pretty good. Converting your third downs at a 45% clip is really solid for this team. Uh, But the other metrics what you're looking at there uh, overall – has been pretty troubling for the Miami Dolphins over the course of this four-game win streak. They have gotten, I think it was, I wrote this down, I think I had 11 11 touchdowns in total, two of which have come via special teams or defense, right? Getting set up for short fields, two other drives of less than 25 yards for touchdowns during this four-game win Uh streak. So this is something where if you're looking at the Miami Dolphins from an efficiency standpoint on offense, I would pump the brakes on thinking that this team has kind of turned a corner uh, offensively, right? over the last four games, and it also involves Tua Tungabailoa because I think this is pretty interesting because now there's this narrative of, hey, man, Tua, maybe he's the guy. Maybe this has turned around. Well, Tua's been the exact same quarterback that he's been all season long if you look at his numbers since he has come back into this lineup. Now, remember, he did appear in the Ravens game. He did not start that game, came in a relief in that contest but if you look at these numbers for Tua since he has come back into the fold here for the Miami Dolphins his last three games humans look at the way that these passes are distributed for him he has attempted three passes of 20 or more yards downfield he's completed all three of them actually for a touchdown 54 yards per attempt he's done a pretty good job of throwing the ball downfield but look at this only three attempts of 20 or more yards downfield only 12 attempts of 10 to 19 yards downfield. And he has not performed very well on those attempts. Mm -hmm. Six to 12, 9.7 yards per attempt, a touchdown, and two turnover-worthy plays. And if you look at this overall, you were talking about of his 77 pass attempts over the last three games, 59 have come from either behind the line of scrimmage or no deeper than nine yards downfield. So now we're talking about a guy in an offense who are barely averaging, not even, five yards per play. Well, well under 30 yards per drive, right? And a quarterback that's not pressing the ball downfield in any way whatsoever. But now, they're a four-point favorite over the New York Giants and Daniel Jones, who I get it. The Giants have not been performing very well, though they did cover against another overvalued favorite the, uh, right, over the weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the market's moved in part because we have this injury with Daniel Jones and his neck, right? Small issue there for Danny Dines. Yes,
2: that but, number bumped up to five last night, by the way. Yeah. At some spots. Uh, Dolphins minus five against the Giants.
5: But as of an hour ago, a report from ESPN, quote, Daniel Jones preparing to play against the Miami Dolphins, despite mm-hmm. the
2: neck injury. I think it might have been a smoke screen that Freddie Kitchens cleverly threw out there. Wow, yeah. It's pretty good. I fell for
5: it. The betting market fell for it.
2: <laughs> you well, know what I love about this graphic? Throw it up one more time. Two yeah. is turnaround. This is what really annoys me with a lot of offenses and the way plays are called. Too many passes behind the line of scrimmage. That? 15 behind the line of scrimmage. 12 of 15 behind the line of scrimmage. Yards per attempt, 3.7. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm so sick of the this type of play calling. If you remember, that was a play that really turned around the Dolphins-Raiders game in Vegas. Yeah a yep. pass behind the line of scrimmage that was blown up. It was right yeah, it was right yeah. in the end zone and it was for some reason just a bubble <laughs> screen on a guy all by himself. Stop with the bubble screen nonsense. It doesn't work. Yep. It works one, you know, it works like one out of 8 or 10 times and then uh, oh yeah, we got to pull the trigger on that again. It just it works so infrequently at this point. I don't know why it's called so often. Yep. three point seven yards per attempt tells you all you need to know on that graphic.
5: And just look how te- like just look at that play calling how tepid it is when you're talking about yeah. forty four attempts from zero to nine yards and fifteen attempts behind the
2: line of scrimmage. So this is all a roundabout way of saying fifty nine you know, attempts. Yep, of the seventy seven of nine yards or fewer. Yep. And then 15 more than that. That's that's poor play calling.
5: It is. And so we'll see how, how this works out. But I do think with Daniel Jones being able to play and this number up to four and a half, uh, I think the Giants might be part of the card this coming weekend in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we're up against it, so I'll have to save the other numbers because I want to talk a little bit about the Raiders and their matchup this weekend against the Washington football team because if you look at it from a standpoint uh, of that secondary – Seems like it's a matchup that the Raiders can take advantage of, and Derek Carr as well. But we'll get to that later in the show. On the other side, Aaron Rennick's going to be with us.
4: This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSN.com. Check the current betting splits data, new feature gives you insights where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the number of money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over under, against the spread bets. Check it out now, VSN.com. All right, let's welcome in Aaron Running. E R letters. Uh, he is nice enough to give us time for 30 whole minutes today as we go over both the National Football League and National Basketball Association cards. ER, we're going to start in the NBA today, sir. And let's get to a couple of the games that you got your eye on before we get to maybe some of the other contests on the board. But let's start the Nuggets and the Magic. So De- uh, Denver gets Nikola Jokic back the other day. They take care of business against the Miami Heat, who were pretty short-handed in that contest. Now they're an eight-point favorite with a total of 208 against the Orlando Magic. Where are you going here,
4: sir? Uh, yes, uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, talk a little bit uh, NBA, NFL here. Uh, not, uh, not, a, not a great marquee uh, uh, set of games here, uh, especially when you got to talk about the Orlando Magic. But hey, uh, money's bunnies and uh, let's try to make some here. Yeah, certainly, obviously, the, the Nuggets get uh, the Joker back. Uh, makes all the difference uh, in the world uh, for this team really both offensively and defensively uh strangely um, this team has uh, trended over the total uh, here of late I think seven of their last eight games have gone over the total so I'm gonna actually look uh, in the totals market here uh some low totals really set here uh, with the nuggets and to some extent uh, the Orlando magic but uh, obviously, if you look at the plus minus numbers with Jokic uh, on and off the floor offensively makes a, a massive difference for what this team's going to be able to do. So the, the offensive efficiency is obviously going to be much better here for the Nuggets. And, you know, they played really good defense to start the year. And you just knew that that wasn't going to last. And eventually, you know, they're going to come back kind of the middle of the pack, which uh, they have kind of done here. Uh, Orlando's kind of interesting here as well, because they get the return of uh, Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, not exactly one of my favorite players uh, (laughs) in the NBA. But when you're talking about the Orlando magic, uh, you're talking about a a competent player that they've missed. uh, But both, uh, you know, from an on off court perspective, uh, certainly Jokic leads the way for the Nuggets, uh, you know, from again, on off court, from an offensive respect, expectancy. But Cole Anthony is that guy. Uh, for the Orlando Magic, and he's missed a handful of games. He's back here tonight. Uh, Jalen Suggs is going to be out for the foreseeable future. For me, Suggs, uh, a little bit more uh, of a a defensive guy than an offensive guy. You don't say that a lot, but a lot of uh, rookie guards, but I I think that's the way. And Magic have kind of been the opposite. Uh, They've been under the total in five straight games. But uh, again, kind of with Anthony as well, their pace has slowed down here a little bit of late. Uh, the Magic actually want to play a little bit faster pace, uh, so I think you get more of that here with Anthony. Boy, guys, just a cheap total to go at. I, I got a pretty good bet here over 207 tonight.
5: All right, all right, let's move on to your next one on the card. This is uh, the marquee matchup of the night, it seems. Philadelphia taking on the Boston Celtics. Uh, we saw this number get to as high as 4.5 on the overnight. Some spots touched 5 briefly. Uh, er, Total now 206.5. Some spots uh, opened 2.10 and a half, uh, that was a little bit farther away than Las Vegas. Uh, what do you make of it now? We're down to 2.5 in some spots, the total of 2.06 and a half. Philadelphia uh, pretty much whole at this point, or at least as whole as they can be.
4: Yeah, very bizarre this morning. I was actually watching the screen uh, when that happened, JVT, and it was a respected offshore book. Uh, just went absolutely crazy and mm-hmm. moved uh, Boston to five. You know, really, when you see something like that, you think Joel Embiid's out or something like that? It was almost too early uh, for that to happen. Some sort of setup or something. That, that was very strange, uh, what was going on with that line, to move like that on the side uh, early this morning. But anyway, um, I, I do not have a bet on this game, but I think uh, I'm going to tell at least the, the way I'm going to approach this game and, and kind of think about this game. Obviously, Philadelphia, uh, it's going to take a little bit of time here Uh, for this team to come together. I mean, they've been all crazy with COVID, uh, you know, injuries, et cetera. Obviously, Embiid's missed a lot of time. Thiebel, Danny Green, uh, Tobias Harris. And, you know, they're trying to come together and figure this out. They, You know, within Embiid back, they lose uh, in overtime the other day uh, against Minnesota. Uh, Win in uh, not a great second half uh, the other night against Orlando. Uh, Meanwhile, Boston really hasn't been uh, that healthy as well. Uh, they get Williams back, the The big guy. He, he's certainly, to me, a difference maker uh, offensively and defensively for what they want to do. I would expect Jalen Brown to be available. Obviously, he's working his way back. So, yeah, you kind of get uh, at least 100% from both of these teams tonight. But uh, I'm going to look and, and try to find a spot. Uh, for the Celtics, uh, maybe in game or, or, in the second half here. I, I think I just have some concerns about Philadelphia kind of closing things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw them falter against Minnesota uh, fall them, uh, saw them give up kind of in the second half. And, you know, you watch that second half against Orlando and bead was just gassed, uh, you know, still working his way back uh, from COVID, which hit him pretty hard. So, uh, I think the Celtics probably eventually win this game, whether they cover or not. Uh, but I think you try to find a spot here uh, to bet the Celtics.
2: Hey, uh, watch, watching the Nets Knicks last night, uh, I wonder what you uh, took away from that game that went down to the wire and the fact that uh, Kimball Walker has fallen out of the Knicks rotation. What do you make of
4: that? Yeah. I, well, I hope you watched some Suns and Warriors. I did as watch well, that as bad. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing, and and Kevin Walker has been awful. I mean, JBT can give you some of the numbers uh, with him, but um, you know he's just not really a, a thibodeau kind of kind of guy. Not going to play a lot of defense, and really offensively, he hasn't given that much. I don't know what the exact situation. I mean, he doesn't get talked about really poorly, but. You know, he was not, he was not welcome at the end in Boston and the way they traded him to Oklahoma City as fast as they could at the end of the season. Um, just, again, kind of a strange front office move to when you have all, all these young guards and they brought him in. I mean, wh- it wasn't a bad deal financially uh, for this team. So I'm kind of viewing it uh, as a positive for this Knicks team. And uh, I just hadn't been that impressed with the Knicks so far this season, a lot of that. Uh, was from a defensive standpoint, and they just kind of had missed the chemistry from last year with Walker on the court.
5: All right, All let's go to 549-550. Pelicans playing host to the Mavericks. Three and across the board with a total of two sixteen and a half. and Kristaps Porzingis is questionable, and the Pelicans coming off of a blowout win of the Clippers, and they've won and covered three of four.
4: Yeah, it sounded like Porzingis was going to play, went through shoot-around, um, you know, left with that sprained ankle. They were pretty much out of the game the other night uh against Cleveland. Uh, I got a couple bets on this game. I bet the Mavericks. I bet this game over the total uh as well. I mean, I, you know, obviously it's too early in the season to say do or die, but I I mean, this is kind of a big game uh for the Mavericks who just not looked very good uh under Jason Kidd here, which isn't a huge shock, but you know, uh two straight losses. They've actually lost 5 of 6 games here. Um kind of blown out the other night against Cleveland and look, you know, their last two games against Cleveland and Washington, uh, two real, I I would say kind of upstarts, um, in the NBA, uh, this year, obviously both teams are playing really good defense. Um, they had some issues with them, but you know, the four games prior to that, the Clippers twice, Phoenix twice. So it's been uh, a tougher schedule, but, um, I, I like the spot here for this team coming off a couple of bad losses, Uh, To me, certainly the better players. Uh, When you're talking about Luka, probably Prazingis here as well. I think they catch uh, the Pelicans in a pretty good spot. Pelicans off this uh, little road trip. They go to Utah, uh, play a couple of games. Obviously, big win for them against the Clippers the other night. They went 123-104. Shoot the lights out uh, in that game. But I expect some adjustments here uh, for Dallas. And uh, again, I, I think a higher scoring game. Uh, I think the Mavericks uh, take care of business here tonight.
5: Yeah, Jonas Valanciunas uh, in that game against the Clippers, humans. I don't know if you uh, saw this and how oh, well he had performed. Seven of eight
2: from three point range. He was uh, <laughs> more lethal than Stephen Curry was the That's previous not- day, right? <laughs> <That's> right, yeah.
5: <laughs> of course. Aaron Riddick with us. All right, ER. Hey, but before we, because we're going to keep you on, you're going to talk a little bit about the National Football League. Uh, we got 60 seconds left. Anything else on the card that has either moved or stuck out to you on the NBA? Oh.
4: Uh- Um, Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's going to be kind of crazy with a lot of sports, with COVID, et cetera, the injury situations. Um, I I saw, um, sounds like Bam is going to be out for a while uh, for the Miami Heat. I mean, Cleveland's been a team that I've continued to kind of look to bet uh, in the early season. Once again, kind of catching points off two wins in a row. Again, just mentioned that win against Dallas, but uh, Evan Bobley's been, really, really good. They get him back uh, from injury and talk about up, up and coming big guys uh, without a bio. But uh, this looks like a good one here for the Cleveland Cavaliers if they can somehow uh, some way not uh, uh, screw it up. But you know, they lose a guy like Sexton maybe two, two three weeks ago. I kind of viewed that as a positive. Uh, I've kept trying to bet this Cleveland team right now four straight wins uh, against, the, uh, against the spread for this team as they still kind of fly under the radar.
5: Yep. Uh, you might want to update that number, too. This is down to three in favor of the Miami Heat with a total of 206. Open six or seven and a half, so we've seen quite the move.
2: Big right. night in the association. It is. Yep. I got some college quarterback news next. Ooh, too.
5: can't wait. ER is going to join us, too, on the other side as we get his thoughts on the NFL card. This is
0: the on vSen, the
4: sports betting
2: network. All right, Aaron Rennings is going to be excited about this. The vSen holiday offer is here, JVT. It's here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the vSen store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy vSen sports betting gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at com slash subscribe. Quick news on uh, college football quarterback situation. Kenny Pickett um, of uh, Pittsburgh has the flu this week, and he's missed practice. Uh, there was a report out there in a newspaper and a radio station from Pittsburgh that uh, Kenny Pickett says he is fine. He's feeling a lot better, and he expects to play in a game against Wake Forest in the ACC championship this weekend. Another source out of Pittsburgh told me today that there are concerns within the program that someone he's close to tested positive for COVID Ooh. If Kenny Pickett happens to miss that game because of COVID protocols, what do you think the line swings to JVT? So I just bet wake plus three, you can always get if this turns out to be no big deal and Kenny Pickett plays on Saturday, you can always get off the bet right. Uh, so take Wake plus three right now. If Kenny Pickett does not play, you're looking at. What were you looking at? Wake minus what? I would assume at least three. I was going to say at least four. Yeah. Yeah, maybe more. Without Kenny Pickett, that's at least a six, that's, yeah. if not a seven or more point line move in that Wake Forest Pittsburgh game. But again, there are reports out there from Pittsburgh that he says he's fine. He's feeling better. He expects to play. But there, are, uh, another source says that a, a player close to him tested positive for COVID and that uh, Kenny Pickett is in jeopardy of missing that game. So just keep that in mind as... uh We look at the ACC championship between Wake Forest and Pitt. Right now, Pitt, a three-point favorite.
5: Uh, By the way, very quickly, before we get back to ER, uh, there was a great joke on social media that uh, Kenny Pickett actually dedicating to studying Lamar Jackson's skill set, including getting the flu before football games.
2: (laughs) uh, Lamar Jackson's been sick a lot in the past (laughs) year. It's crazy. All right, ER is with us still. Let's talk about the
5: National Football League this coming weekend. All right, Aaron, uh, Chargers and Bengals. Pretty fascinating matchup. The Chargers, of course, Uh, on this skid their run defense among the worst in the national football league and not getting any better Uh, you can invite the run as much as you want defensively but you got to stop it at some point they haven't been able to this number's up to three with altered juice and three and a half in some spots with a total of 50 and a half where you going here sir uh
4: yeah guys it's always interesting to you know there's so many different ways you can handicap these games whether it's uh situational matchups or just kind of try to find value uh and i trying to look at uh, trying some value in this game. It's interesting because uh, obviously just going by last week's results, all the sentiment here is on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, as far as the Bengals obviously looked very good and beating uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, what, 41 to 10, uh, et cetera, uh, beating their and emphasis. I would say a little bit of a down spot for them uh, after beating the Pittsburgh Steelers twice uh, this year. And meanwhile, uh, the Chargers go into uh, Denver in a very tough spot. Denver uh, off their bye, uh, very prepared for what the Chargers wanted to do. They beat them by a couple of touchdowns, essentially. Turnovers had a lot to do with both of those games. Obviously, for the Chargers, a pick six against them, uh, and another uh, interception in the end zone. But you know, you look at the common uh, opponent here, and you know, with, last week obviously for Cincinnati against Pittsburgh, they're a three and a half point favorite. Uh, against the Steelers uh, at home, just two weeks ago, uh, the the Chargers are minus six at home on a pretty weak home field uh, against that same Pittsburgh team, uh, beat them 41-37, but if you take a look closer look at the box scores, obviously, uh, the Chargers outgained Pittsburgh 7.7 to 4.6 yards per play five hundred and thirty three to three hundred yards meanwhile last week Cincinnati uh, outgains Pittsburgh five point seven to five point one yards per play Uh, so you know essentially you know again two weeks ago or just going by the last couple of weeks the market tells you uh, this Chargers team's about three points better than the Bengals Uh, now the Bengals uh, you know probably about two for their home field here uh, favored by a, a solid field goal. So I'm going to take what seems like a value in a pretty good situation with the Chargers.
2: JVT, I think you're on the opposite side. Did you lay two and a half with the Bengals? Yeah, we'll laid two okay. and a half with Cincinnati. Okay, let's go uh, Washington and the Raiders. And uh, the Raiders stopped their three-game losing streak on Thanksgiving. Took advantage of a Cowboys team that missing it was uh, top two wide receivers. What do you make of this matchup, ER, with uh, Washington in Vegas? And uh, the Raiders' two-and-a-half-point favorites total around 49-and-a-half.
4: Uh, yeah, approaching this game, I'm, I'm looking to uh, bet Washington. I have not bet them yet. I'm going to wait and see if we get a uh, three-to-flash here. Uh, on this one. I'm still no exact uh, update on uh, Waller, the tight end, Matt. I don't know if you know anything uh, with that. Sound like he was going to miss some time, but I right. uh, see him listed as questionable. But uh, I was interested uh, in the total here. Uh, this one got bet up to, I think, 50 uh, yesterday. I came in and Uh, Took that took this one under 50 again expecting Waller to perhaps miss uh, certainly the the key component of to what this team wants to do from an offensive perspective if uh, you look past the quarterback position but you know Washington if you watch them on Monday and really the last couple of weeks they've uh, certainly changed and been a lot more conservative with what they wanted to do so a lot of that Monday was certainly Russell Wilson but um, you know this defense was a disaster. Uh, probably the most dis- disappointing defense in the NFL to start the season. And, you know, if you listen to Ron uh, Riverboat, Ron Rivera, talk about the defense, you know, he just talked about guys just not doing their assignments, not doing what they're asked to uh, inside um, uh, what the scheme was. Obviously they've, they've missed some talent here uh, with Chase Young, et cetera, going down, but this defense has actually come around played a little bit better. Uh, I think as a team and, uh, boy, offensively, this team just seems very conservative, wants to have these long seven, eight drives. And really, you know, the Raiders have kind of lost that big play ability to a, some extent, uh, although plenty of points uh, last uh, Thursday on Thanksgiving with them against Dallas. Uh, but I thought 50 uh, was a little bit much. And uh, I bet that uh, under the total, I'm not sure if it's still out there, but 49 and a half, 49 seems good uh, under the total with uh, Raiders. Uh, Raiders and uh, Washington here.
5: All right, let's go to the uh, arguably best Monday night game that we have seen up to this point of and that would be Buffalo and New England, of course. Bills, uh, we're under that three now. Now it's two and a half uh, in a lot of spots, but with some ultra-juice, total of 43 and a half or 44. You can still get a three out there, but you're laying a buck 20 uh, on the screen right now. So what you read here as the market seems, of course, to be squarely in the camp of the Patriots who have covered what now? A one-six
2: straight? One and covered six in a row. Yep.
4: Yeah, I mean, Matt, uh, you and I were very high on this uh, Patriots team to start the season. I'd have to say you were probably a little bit more high than I was, but uh, I went out and I bet this team over season wins. I bet them to make the playoffs and I bet them to win uh, this division at a pretty good plus price. So uh, from a side perspective, I I don't think I actually probably need to bet the Patriots uh, here in this spot. Uh, And, and, you know, it's interesting to go back to mid-October. Uh, that game against Dallas at home lost a big bet that day. It was yeah. kind of a tough beat, uh, And I kind of gave up to, uh, on those future bets with the Patriots at that time. It didn't look like this team was going to come together as maybe I had hoped. And yeah, uh, six straight wins, six straight against the spread covers later. Uh, here you are with the Patriots. Uh, all of a sudden, arguably the best team uh, in the AFC. So, uh, they've come a long way here. And and again, from a, a side perspective, just with my future bets, et cetera, uh, I don't feel I, I need to bet this game, but I do lean here towards the Patriots. Obviously, if you are going to bet that side, you have to have uh, plus three something uh, in this game, which uh, showed earlier this week. Uh, I, I'm going to take a look. Uh, to attack the total and we don't know quite what the weather is I still haven't bet this total but got played down Monday I think it was probably more weather concerns last I saw was 43 and a half uh, with what that is I mean both these teams have faced some really poor offenses uh, here of late Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously with New England they they go against the Tennessee team just decimated uh, by offensive injuries last week obviously Atlanta up against it with uh ridley etc for what they want to do cleveland was really banged up uh the panthers had sam darnold so going back to you know the last month they haven't played any kind of offense uh like buffalo uh, presents or brings to the table you can say say the same thing for buffalo to a certain extent obviously new orleans uh last thursday uh shell their former selves saw them get uh, the beat down by indy allowing 41 points uh the jets Jacksonville and Miami before that. So it's uh, certainly a step up for both of these teams from a defensive perspective, what they have to face uh, offensively uh, Buffalo still. And, you know, you look at these Buffalo totals uh, in some of those games, as mentioned, you know, Indy total 49, even the jets, 48 and a half, Jacksonville, 48, Miami, 49 fifties uh, before that. So boy, this is an awfully to- uh, low total set. Uh, two very capable quarterbacks. Again, kind of hold off and see what this weather brings to the table. Uh, but I'm looking to bet this one over the total.
5: Follow him on Twitter at ER Sports 1. Aaron, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time. Uh, very
4: good. Thanks. Have a good week, guys.
5: You got it. All great points by Aaron Ray. By the way, go to vison.com slash subscribe, get a newsletter, all those plays. You get sent them every single morning. Check that out.
2: You have any best bets for the association tonight? I do. I oh, do. well, I can't wait to get those next. I think you're 31 and 17, right? Yes, that is true. Okay. So hopefully we can uh, get this thing going. We're in a little bit of a neutral spot.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is The Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Welcome back. Best bets brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to slash find. If locate a store near you, that's zyncom find. Warning product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical best bets
2: let's get to it all let's, right uh, let's start with your nfl because uh, ooh, we just talked about this game with uh, aaron renning and uh, i echo his sentiments on the game i've got bets on the patriots over the run total pa- okay, patriots to win the division patriots to make the playoffs say, Patriots our... to win the super bowl so do i need to bet much on this game against the bills probably not but i've got a little bet. On it anyway at plus three, and you've you've got to play on this too. And you have a lot of the same bets I have. Yeah, I was gonna
5: say er, let's go. Come on, this is the most pro Patriots show on the uh, (laughs) Vegas Stats and Information Network. So let's get these things correct here. Uh, But yes, Patriots plus three. Echo everything that we've talked about here uh, with the Patriots. Looks like it's gonna be the best number two is that's under two and excuse me under that three and two and a halfs pretty much everywhere. So give me the Patriots plus the three points. Massive NFL card. Now I'll add more uh, by the time we get to Thursday and later in the week. With that. Uh, NBA last night, and another two-game split here. Grizzlies, uh, this one, this was not even close, really. The, the mm-hmm. Grizzlies led pretty much the entire way. They opened up 5.5-point underdogs, closed about 3-3.5, three, three won outright against the Toronto Raptors. One of those numbers where you saw it right away and you realize the oddsmakers. makers, we, we use this term a lot in the sports betting community, uh, wrong number. It, it was it was a wrong number for a Raptors team that's been pretty shorthanded. So they get the outright win. Uh, win. Warriors, plus 2.5, don't get their lose to the Suns after a really uh, poor offensive fourth quarter. With that two plays today, and touching on something the ER talked about with the 76ers, because I agree with the sentiment that, look, you know, sometimes when it comes to impact players, I think the market overreacts a little bit too strongly when the player immediately comes back, right? Because they're like, hey, Joel Embiid's back. 76ers should be right, back. Right. Case in point, you know they play the Minnesota Timberwolves. They get all the way through a seven-point favorite, and they lose that game in double overtime. Then in the next game, they open up as high as 15-point favorites over the Orlando Magic, and they barely get by Orlando. So in those two situations, the market was a little too strong in the return of Embiid. But you get two games back now under the belt of Embiid, and of course the others. Remember, Tobias Harris is back, Danny Green is back, Matisse Thybulle. All these guys are now playing together once again. Two games under the belt in a different situation, not laying a, a huge amount of points. You're taking points here against the Boston Celtics. So I think that this is a pretty good spot. Like I'm going to take my chance here with Philly that they've corrected some of the issues against the Celtics team, too, by the way, that hasn't been consistent defensively. So 76ers plus three, and then laid the wood, as they say. A minus eight and a half for the Hornets. This is up to nine right now uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are finally fully healthy. They have ripped off these, uh, what is it, eight, and eight wins in a row now. Uh, but they've covered force rate. And here's the important part about this is that their offense is finally starting to gel here a little bit with all those guys back, kind of the same theory we just talked about with Philadelphia. But Charlotte, their defense is kind of been getting worse here. Each of the last two games given well up over 1.3 points per possession. Uh, if you look at their issues defensively, it's rim defense, it's perimeter defense, two of the things that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be able to exploit in this matchup. And they're a little small, uh, the fact that their center position is a little beat up. So give me Milwaukee minus eight and a half. All right. not done.
2: Two plays for JVT and the association. Your write-ups are up there every morning, com slash JVT. That is correct. Yes. Check I just out. had one play in college hoops last That's night, Syracuse team. plus three against Indiana. I don't know if you followed this game at all. You were busy watching the association. But I was Syrac- watching scoreboard watching. Syracuse led by 16 yep. at halftime. Not and quite a rocking chair no. no. <laughs> game, though. Uh, so Syracuse is up still seven with a few minutes to go, up three. In the final 10 seconds, when you're up three, at the end, you always have to foul, right? Yes. You you can't let the other team tie the game with a three-pointer. Always. So Jim Bayheim did the right thing. The Orange fouled with uh, about two and a half seconds left. Indiana's uh, guard made the first free throw. What's he got to do? Obviously, he's got to miss the second one intentionally, and he does. And Trace Jackson Davis pushes a Syracuse player under the basket, grabs a rebound, gets fouled on the putback, hits both free throws. Game goes to overtime. Indiana gets oh, cool. fouled on a three point attempt at the end of the first overtime. And the kid makes all three free throws. Give him credit for that. So we go to two overtimes. And finally, Syracuse pulls out the win last night 112 to 110. Joey Gerrard gets fouled on a drive to the hoop in the last second. It was a foul. He hit both free throws. Syracuse gets there with the win, so 10-8 on college hoops. I don't have an official play on the show today. I, did, I will tell you, I did make a small bet uh, on Michigan State minus 3.5 over Louisville tonight, okay. but I'm not going to put that up as a play. I don't feel that strongly about it. Uh, but the Spartans at home against their Cardinals team, that's looked pretty weak to me uh, so far. College football I'm going to put two plays up. I'm not going to put the Alabama play up yet because I'm winning for seven, but jump it on eleven. huh? Well, I've talked about these games this week. Really, yeah. I don't know if it's going to go to eleven and a half or not. and um, a bunch of elevens are have appeared now. It's like eleven solid across the board. Yeah, there were ten and a halfs out there at several books, yep, and I was a little bit concerned the eleven might disappear, but I, I went ahead and grabbed the eleven on Iowa against Michigan. Uh, the Wolverines just played the best game they have played. And Jim Harbaugh is what, six years?
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Do you
2: think they're going to play at that level two weeks in a row? Probably not. And still, I don't think Iowa's going to get somebody, some buffoon on Twitter today put a tweet out there that said, I blamed Ohio State's loss on the weather last week. I never said that. I said that the weather did not help Ohio State's offense because the passing attack in the snow and cold obviously was going to be impacted. And it was, but the, the game was won because Iowa offense, excuse me, the uh, – Michigan offensive and defensive lines great dominated the Buckeyes up front in the trenches. They're not going to do that. Wolverines are not going to do that to Iowa. They're not going to push them around. But to me, it's more about an emotional flat spot, too. And uh, I think Iowa can hang in this game. So taking Iowa plus 11 in the Big Ten championship game and Utah State plus 6, we're going to bet on Logan Bonner Let's do it. against the Aztecs in the Mountain West title game. I still go back to a couple weeks ago when the Aztecs were outgained by 100 yards Against UNLV, they were lit up by backup quarterback Justin Rogers. Uh, They've been lit up by Jake Hayner at Fresno State and Carson Strong in Nevada. You can throw on this San Diego State defense. I think Logan Bonner might be the right man for the job. So we'll take six with the Aggies, who are six and zero straight up on the road uh, this season. Two plays in the NFL. I'm going to go with the Steelers to bounce back from that embarrassing effort last week against the Bengals. I don't like the Steelers team. And I don't think they're headed anywhere. They're not a playoff team. But after you get embarrassed like that, yep. you've got to come back the next week with a strong, strong effort. And I think the Steelers will. And besides, they're facing a quarterback here in Lamar Jackson, who I think lost confidence as a passer just through four interceptions. And as you pointed out many times, this Baltimore defense is not what its reputation is built up to be, yes. right?
5: Yeah. yeah, especially when it comes to the secondary. You know, they don't have – in the past when they would blitz as much as they do, which they still do, they had elite secondary players that would hold up in coverage. That hasn't been the case this year. Right. So, I would agree with that. The, the most recent report doesn't bother you, though, huh? What's that? The fact that they're not playing music at practice.
2: No. no. Uh, Chase Claypool a music at practice. Mike Tomlin said, Chase Claypool plays wide out. I'm the coach. I'll set the practice schedule. Sounds like he's lost yeah. the locker room. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. This could be a first. Maybe he should consider a jump to college. Uh, I don't know. He's, well, I'll tell you what, with all the money being thrown around yeah. to college football yeah. coaches, he might consider it. Patriots. Say, he said a booster doesn't have a big
5: enough check, but you yeah. see the checks that are getting
2: handed out recently. He might He might have wanted the USC job now when he reconsiders everything. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Steelers plus four and a half, Patriots plus three, the first best bets on the NFL, and i have like more uh, later in the week. Uh, I've got some more plays. Like I said, I'll I'm waiting for Alabama to hit seven. Do you think it's going to happen?
5: I think so. I mean, it's been – like, I'll tell you this much. Usually you get indications by this point of the week, right, like the six-and-a-halves would be starting to disappear, and that hasn't been the case. And one shop out here in Las Vegas is six-and-a-half minus 115. You got to lay the buck 15 if you want to.
2: DraftKings is back to six-and-a-half after dropping to six yesterday. Uh, I think
5: there's a there's a sentiment, you you said this, there are a couple mm-hmm. of handicappers you talked to, you know, there's a sentiment that is being echoed that Alabama is the dreaded P word phony to a certain extent. And they've been exposed a little bit in, in certain matches, especially against physical teams. But again, like we're talking about a different offense that Georgia really hasn't faced this year other than Tennessee.
2: Alabama's got the speed receivers. They can stretch yep. that defense and Georgia really hasn't been tested that way. Also, I will say again, I bet Wake Forest plus three against Pitt in the ACC championship game. We can always get off the bet if you have to. But the uh, story is Kenny Pickett, the Pitt quarterback, has had the flu this week, has missed practice. Reports out of Pittsburgh today say he says he's feeling fine. He feels better. He expects to play. Uh, Another source told me that a player close to him tested positive for COVID, which if that's the case, Kenny Pickett's going to be a jeopardy of not playing in that game. One odds maker just told me if uh, Kenny Pickett's out, that number shifts to at least Wake minus four. Uh, from right now, Wake plus three. So, like I said, if it's much to do about nothing and Kenny Pickett plays, you can always get off the bet. But uh, play Wake plus three now, which I have.
5: Like it. Like it. I agree with all that, too. And I think, uh, yeah, tomorrow I'll throw in a – I'm definitely going to be in on Iowa. I'm just kind of waiting see if it maybe gets to like 11 and a half or something, but I'll be in on them. And once that seven pops up, throw me in for Alabama too. Crimson Tide, you going to be all over it. All right, that does it for the show. v is where you want to go for everything that you missed out on, right? The podcasts, the write-ups, points Weekly is out today because it's Wednesday. Great edition as
2: always. Kirby Smart on the cover, huh? Looks good. Yeah, today. we've had a V-CIN cover jinx, so that might be bad news for Georgia.
5: Ooh, I like it. Maybe yeah. we did it on purpose so we can get that, uh, get inside that seven. My Guys in the Desert coming up next
0: If you dare.
3: slash iHeart.